All right, episode one. Let's give this a shot. Hey guys, welcome to the Day in the Life podcast, Career Insights from Consult Spot. Here we interview people from various careers, try to learn a little bit more about what their day to day is like, how they got the job, compensation, etc. Uh, this is brought to you by ConsultSpot, the platform that lets you book one-on-one calls with people in schools or careers that you're interested in so you can get personal advice and make better informed career decisions. Uh, if you'd like to speak to any of the guests featured in the podcast or anyone else, uh, send us an email at hello at consultspot.com or just go to consultspot.com and we'll set you up. Uh, as you'll be able to tell, this is my first time doing this. Uh, I have no clue what I'm doing, so feel free to send me any tips, feedback. I want to try and make sure this is as helpful for you guys as possible. Any feedback on guests or questions to ask, etc., uh, will be appreciated. Anyways, let's get started. Uh, for our first episode, we have one of my closest friends and roommate, Jake Bernstein. Jake is a 27-year-old solutions architect at AWS which is Amazon Web Services. And he's gonna tell us a little bit about what a typical day in his role is like, how he got the role. And uh, yeah, let's just jump in. Hey Jake, thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, no problem, man. Excited to be hopping on the podcast with you. Cool. So just to kick us off, do you mind giving us a high-level overview of your role? Sure. So I'm Jake Bernstein. I'm a solutions architect at Amazon Web Services. And a high-level overview of the role, I basically come in to help a variety of different businesses and be their impromptu CTO, digging into their different business challenges, figuring out the higher-level challenges involved in that, and then figuring out which pieces of technology could best help them solve these challenges, grow their revenue, and help their business expand in a variety of different ways. That's super interesting. How'd you end up in this role? Could you give us some context on your uh, professional background? Yeah, sure. So I started off going to college for computer science, specializing in software engineering. And before that, I dabbled a bit in software development. My high school didn't offer any software development classes, but I took it upon myself to go seek out the mayor of my town, convince him to let me be the webmaster of her town, building out my town's website, also some experience teaching myself iPhone app development. So kind of went from self-starting with development to doing development in college, and then starting my own web development agency afterwards. And then going to my first full-time job, where I was a systems architect at Pegasystems, Mm -hmm. did that for about five years. And what that was, was post-sales implementation. So after a deal was closed and a scope of work was defined, so the business already knew what work needed to be done, me and other people would come in, help build out solutions for them very quickly and then demo the solutions, get feedback, and iterate on those solutions with them. So it was a mix of development and also uh, people-facing role, so getting the soft skills as well. Mm -hmm. And then that led me to this current role where after that, I ended up swapping to pre-sales, which I am now as a solutions architect. Got it. And what would you say a typical day in your life looks like right now? 
So a solutions architect at AWS, at least from my personal experience and opinion, it's a lot of hopping on calls with a variety of different customers uh, ranging in their needs, whether it's an NFT business or a online legal business, you name it. There's so many different types of businesses. And then really just digging into their challenges, ranging from how do we use this specific AWS service? So for instance, how would we use the specific AWS database for our use case? And all the way up to let's dig into that. Why do you need to use this database? What's your higher arching goal? Oh, you're actually trying to reduce your uh, your costs of database storage, or maybe you're trying to acquire new customers. And then really getting to those higher level problems and working with businesses to tackle those and then make recommendations for those too. Got it. So on a day-to-day basis, who internally are you working with? Do you work with like sales, legal? Like, could you give us a sense of kind of what that tactically looks like? The majority of my time is spent working side by side with account managers where we'll hop on calls together a lot of the times, or sometimes I might hop on calls without them. So it's a lot of the sales org that I'm hopping on calls with, as well as the customer. So hopping on the calls with the customer so we can dig into their problems and challenges together. And then when needed, pulling in experts from AWS. AWS is really big on providing customers the expertise they need. One of our principles and values is one team where everyone works together. So if a customer might need a security specialist, AWS will help make sure that the customer gets a security specialist. Interesting. Were there any uh, surprises once you started this role? I know you're relatively uh, new to this, but I'm curious if there was any uh, things that kind of surprised you since you've started this role. Yeah, and the just the role or the role in the organization as a whole? A little bit of both, I'd say. So I'd say the organization, it's a very cool surprise how smart and helpful everyone is. I feel like I'm constantly learning and growing and everyone really helps you hold yourself to a higher standard. So I appreciate that. And related to the constantly learning and growing, the role, part of my job is to be a generalist solutions architect. So to generally know all of our offerings, but AWS is just growing at such a fast pace that there's more and more offerings every day. We currently have over 200 services, services ranging from different types of databases to messaging queues to machine learning and AI offerings, you name it, Internet of Things too. So it gets harder and harder as a solutions architect to know each area. So that was one of the surprises and one of the challenges, but it's also a fun challenge that I'm looking forward to digging into more. So it sounds like in your current role, you're not doing as much uh, actual software development, but your role is more so to know the, you know, be the technical subject matter expert and make recommendations ba- uh, as opposed to your prior role where you're actually writing the code. Is that correct? Yeah. So it can vary based on the customer, their support plan, and the team they have. But the general rule of thumb is, is that at least someone working with the small, medium business customers like I'm doing, you're doing a lot more technical guidance and you can build prototypes to show them, but you're not diving into the customer's code base that's in their account or on their laptop. 
Okay, got it. That makes sense. And what kind of tools or softwares are you using uh, both internally within the company uh, as well as, you know, for your job? Like what kind of softwares do you have to familiarize yourself with? Yeah, so I use a lot of Slack for communication with my team as well as other people in the org. Use our meeting application, Amazon Chime for hosting meetings, both internally and externally, as well as whatever the customer's meeting applications are. So if a customer uses WebEx, then I'll hop on a WebEx call with them. We use Salesforce for tracking our opportunities and goals. And then definitely a lot of Googling and referring to the Amazon documentation. And then also being able to pull up PowerPoint or something similar whenever needed to create presentations for the clients. Got it. In terms of your role, what kind of skills, both soft skills and hard skills, do you think someone would need if they were to be successful um, in your shoes? I really like this role because it's a great mix of soft and hard skills where this is a customer-facing role. You are pre-sales, so you need to be able to get in front of a customer, conversate with them, be able to dig into their problems and nuances, know how to handle objections, things like that. But you do get to put on your technical hat, and you to be good at this role, you don't necessarily have to be an amazing programmer when you start. People come from a variety of different backgrounds, and AWS is very big on believing that if you're a great culture fit, that we can teach you the technical stuff needed. To get started at AWS, you're expected to have a certain level of breadth and depth. So breadth over a variety of areas, it doesn't have to be every area, but things like software development or security or networking or big data. So general computing and things related to that, as well as what is the cloud what is a virtual machine, that kind of stuff. And then you have your one area where you can dive deeper into. So you might be an expert on databases, for instance. Mm -hmm. So that's how you would get started with the position. And then just being able to quickly pick up technical concepts as you go, because a lot of the job is constantly learning these new technical concepts and services and adapting to all the new things coming out. And do you think your role is drastically different from uh, similar titles at other companies? Do you have a sense of what that looks like? Is it mostly the same? I would say that the title Solutions Architect can vary from company to company, but the general concept is you're helping architect out solutions either for your users and customers or maybe your customers' customers. What I will say is, is that at a lot of other companies, a solutions architect is a commissioned role. So part of your compensation is based on, are you suggesting solutions that involve a lot of your services and you get compensated based on how many of your services and offerings are chosen? Versus at AWS, the solutions architect is a salaried role. And that's pretty cool because it means that your main goal is just to suggest what's best for the customer. If you save the customer money, if you give them an amazing solution, but it doesn't involve any AWS services, 
you still get rewarded and applauded for that. So at AWS, there's more, uh, there's a large focus on being able to help the customer as much as possible. We have our leadership principles, and one of the biggest ones is customer obsession. So I think this role really leans into that. That's very interesting. So you're hyper focused on actually giving them the best insights versus you know trying to sell your products. That's pr- pretty unique, I'd say. Uh, what would you say is the best part of your job, and what would you say is the toughest part about your job? Yeah, that's a good question, and I think that they're related. One of the best parts of my job is how many different use cases I get to see, different types of businesses and different challenges they're facing. It really helps me grow a lot and keeps the day-to-day work interesting. But related to that, because there's so many different types of businesses, business challenges, and so many ever-evolving services, it can be pretty tough as a role in the fact that a lot of what you're doing is thinking on the fly, having to figure things out quickly, and being able to quickly get answers on a variety of different things. The customer, the variety of customers that we're working with are using a variety of solutions. So you have to be able to know where to get answers on all of these different services, and then be able to quickly go research things and get that for the customer. Got it, that's super helpful. Uh, switching gears to the financial side, uh, how much can a solutions architect at AWS or similar companies uh, expect to make on an annual basis? Are you able to share a range? Yeah, compensation can vary a lot depending on company as well as how well you do in the interview and where you live. If I were to speak for Fang and uh, this is just my my knowledge of Fang, I'm, I'm sure it can vary a lot. But for a role like mine, you can generally expect to make between 200,000 to 280,000. And what kind of split do you think people can expect to have? Is it mostly cash? And you said some of the other companies, they offer a pretty um, sizable portion of your compensation through commissions like uh, and stock as well. But is it mostly cash is what's standard for your role? I would say that at Fang in general, a lot of compensation is stock heavy, and that's to ensure that everyone has the same priority. So it's important to make sure that everyone is invested in the company's success. And as you get rewarded stock, you feel more a part of the company, and that helps keep you excited and motivated. So that's a big reason why uh, Facebook... Amazon, Google, and these other companies are really big on rewarding top employees with stock offerings. And that's usually on a four-year vesting schedule, right? Yes. Got it. What advice would you give someone who's looking to become a solutions architect at AWS or even uh, similar roles at AWS? I would say do a lot of research into the specific role you want. Uh, There are a bunch of great resources online, such as Glassdoor, and look at these publicly available resources to get an idea of what kind of questions that you're going to be asked. I would say that my main piece of advice is do the upfront work, do your research, preparing for these roles and getting the job is all about the preparation you're willing to do. Two people could be equally qualified, 
but the one who does all the prep work is the one who's going to get the role. Got it. That's super interesting. And last question, looking back on your career, is there anything you would have done differently? Either something major as of pick a completely different career path or, you know, slightly tweak your journey here. Is there anything you would change? It's interesting because I'm very happy with where I ended up. So if I change something, I might not have ended up where I am. I sometimes think about what if I picked a way more software development heavy position. So more heads down with code, less people facing. But if I had done that, then I would be in a way more software heavy position right now. And I think that this position that I'm in is going to help me have a higher upward career trajectory because Mm -hmm. I'm going to get way more insight into different business use cases, meet a lot of interesting people who will help me grow. And I think that that'll help me develop more as a person. So I'm excited to see where this role takes me. And I guess on that note, I, I don't think I would change anything. Got it. Well, Jake, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. And this has been super helpful. Yeah, no problem, man. Happy to hop on the podcast and everyone go out there, prep and get the job of your dreams. All right. Thanks so much, Jake. All right. That's a wrap on episode one. Uh, Hopefully things will get better and smoother from here. Once again, if you'd like to speak to any of the guests featured on the podcast or anyone else who's in a career or school that you're interested in, uh, send us an email at hello at consultspot.com or check out consultspot.com and we'll set you up with a one-on-one call so you can get more personal advice and make better career decisions. If you like the podcast, uh, please leave a rating on the platform that you're listening to on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever that might be, and follow us on socials. Uh, It's either ConsultSpot app or ConsultSpot on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, etc. That's pretty much it. Catch you on the next one. Bye.